What's going on? My name is Pastor John. Welcome back to the Sandhills Podcast. This is part two of Malcolm and I's conversation about racial relations in the United States and the role that the American church plays in that in being the peacemakers and bridge builders. We hope you enjoy it, but also more than that, we hope that will inspire you to walk out or to put up your headphones or wherever you're watching it and have a conversation with someone, like the conversation that Malcolm and I had, where we get to sit down and really talk about some real issues that are affecting people's hearts. We hope you enjoy this, and please like and subscribe and share, and let's keep the conversation going. But it's hard, man. I mean, I get it. Uh, theoretically, it sounds easy. But it, when I get in an argument with my wife, mm-hmm. and I know I'm wrong, I got to apologize. That's the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. I got to swallow my pride and go apologize. And then for her, no matter how bad she's hurt, she's got to forgive. Mm-hmm. And at that point, if trust has been broken in a particular area, now we got to work. Mm-hmm. Or as the offending party, mm-hmm. I have to work to build that trust back up. Absolutely. Right? And, it's just, dude, and that's the issue right now. Um, it's just that nobody wants to admit fault. Mm-hmm. You know, we cast blame on other people. Mm-hmm. Um, how can there be true forgiveness if nobody wants to own up to their mess? And not just own up to it, but like you said, now walk with that person and journey with them mm-hmm. to have some real restoration. Right. And then going back to the the other thing was when we, we look at that, uh, it, was, it was interesting you brought up your wife in, in a marriage because this is where the illustration stems from, is if, if I were to go home, right, and my wife... I walk through the show, I say, hey, we've got a problem. I'm like, we don't have a problem. There's no problem here. No problem here. You got a problem. I'm, I'm just trying to get to the Xbox. I'm just trying to game with the boys. Yeah. Like, there's no problem. And she goes, no, 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 look at this. Present something. This is a problem. I'm like, that's not a real problem. What are you talking about? That's a, you're making up problems. Right. And then I walk away from that. Right. Was there a problem? That's going to be a cold night for you. And, amen, it would be. <laughs> But now you got two problems. Yep. One, the problem that you walked away, mm-hmm. and then you've got the original problem, right? Because if I go home and my wife tells me there's a problem, I say, "What? What is it? What's going on?" And she said, "I'm like, oh man, I didn't think that that was a problem, but tell me more about how you think it is. Let's yeah. work through this. Yeah. Look at that with racial reconciliation yes. in this country. Yes. We have our brothers and sisters saying there is a problem, and a whole separate part of America saying that's not a real problem, right? Like that's." That's not real. That's not a problem. We don't have a problem. Yeah. Now we've got two problems. Now we got two we problems. We got two problems. We got the problem that is there that we're not listening to mm-hmm. or honoring our brothers and sisters in 2020 with the veil coming down, showing us that there are real issues right. and real perceived problems that need to be addressed. But then to create an entirely new problem and say, there is no problem. But we justify it, right? Like, mm-hmm. like that's not really an issue. Right. I mean, if you take it back, let's go back to a marriage analogy, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if you have a couple or somebody does something, and let's say the husband has an addiction, mm-hmm. and the wife catches him, he's like, but I don't, it's not really an issue. Oh, I'm just doing this because of you. You know, mm-hmm. it's your fault because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. If you would just do what you're supposed to do and handle your responsibilities then none of this would be an issue, hmm. right? So now take so you that. You just push the blame. You just push the blame. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if you people would simply pick yourselves up by your own bootstraps, this would not be an issue. Really? 
So there are countless videos of athletes, professional athletes that are dealing with being mistreated by police. Mm-hmm. Homes are vandalized because they're black. Mm-hmm. Right? doesn't matter how much money you got. You know, it, They're millionaires. They're millionaires. It's more successful than I'll be when it comes to finances. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so I think it's one of those things where there's got to be a level of ownership. We got to mm-hmm. realize that, look, this is an issue. Mm-hmm. And if you want to say, well, racism is not an issue in this country, then I can say, you know what, then let's just throw out the rest of the sins then. Then no other sin is an issue. Mm-hmm. Then we could just keep going along to go along. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. So we That's gotta, not what we're called to do. Right. We're not called to just brush things under the rug, but to address them. And I think of, of Paul showing up and seeing that uh, the Jews and the Gentiles who were followers of Christ mm-hmm. were sitting in different spots. Right. And he's just like, oh, well, it'd be really awkward if I said something. He grabs leadership he goes by in. the shirt, and he says, what's happening? Right. What are you doing? How could, how could you let yeah. this happen? Now, the key thing with that, John, is that, is that he's talking to the believers. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes we expect the world to look to act say, like acts. You know, and it's, mm-hmm. they can't do it. Even on their best day, they can't. It's hard enough for us to do it. Right. And we got Jesus. We got the we got Holy Spirit. Spirit. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know, and so I think it's, it's people get appalled. So like the events on Capitol, at Capitol Hill, am I, am I like, man, that's messed up yet? Am I shocked by it? No. Mm-hmm. It's the world. And I think when you begin to exchange the truth of God for a lie, mm-hmm. this is what happens. Mm-hmm. When you begin to worship a person or an ideology and you begin to take glory from God and ascribe it to something else, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. Because as you read the biblical text, the main thing that God always wants is glory. This idea of let's keep the main thing the main thing. Mm-hmm. Let God be glorified. Amen. Everybody else, not so much. Mm-hmm. right? And once I take that glory from God and give it to something else, Capitol Hill. Because people are mad, right? Because their guy mm-hmm. has to leave. And he's not going to be glorified. And he's not going to be glorified anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's no, regardless who you voted for, mm-hmm. right? We can't. Or if you ascribe, if your guy got in. If your guy got and in. And you're glorifying that. Say, you, same issue. It's going to be another issue in four years if he loses, mm-hmm. right? And so this idea that the gospel is not an elephant, nor is it a donkey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it has nothing to do, you know. With all, it's, 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 not, it's not blue, it's not red, it's not, the gospel is Jesus. And Amen. so we can't continue to mix politics with our faith. Absolutely. This, this whole syncretism and what we're doing, but too many people are doing it and they're calling it the gospel. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that's, that's, that's conservatism or that's, that's, that's liberal, liberalism. Mm-hmm. That's not the gospel. Mm-hmm. And if we're being completely honest, somehow, I don't know how Jesus does it, he takes everything and makes the perfect balance of it, mm-hmm. right? And so um, that, it, that's what frustrates me about the events at Capitol Hill, but it doesn't surprise me. Right. Because if you're going to drink the Kool-Aid after making it and now you're going back and drinking packs of Kool-Aid, you're just chugging it, chugging it, chugging right. it. This is what you get. and so It's well, a natural outcome. It's a natural outcome because your God is being messed with. Mm-hmm. And that's so, yeah. that's so big where... When Christ came, he says, you know, he didn't say, 
my politics I bring to you. Right. My politics I give you. Right. To go share the good news Preach of it, my man. politics. Preach it. Preach he said, it. my peace. Yes. My peace. I bring to you from outside of this broken place. Yes. I'm bringing it to you. Yeah. And I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. And now you can go out and change things. Yeah. And you can be the peacemakers in your community, not from your own strength, but from the strength that I give you, yeah. that I came here with, yeah. that I'm transforming you to have. Mm -hmm. And so having the courage and strength to let go of the human things that we want to see mm -hmm. happening. And go. I'm gonna trust God with this. Right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a peacemaker. I'm not gonna be a political divider. Right. I'm not because if I see, uh, if someone were to see a, a Biden Harris thing in my neighbor's front yard, am I gonna go up to them and say, "Hey, I would love to like get to know you more and be a peacemaker," or am I just gonna want to go and give them my politics? Right. And tell them how they're wrong. Or if right. someone were to see a, a, a Trump sign, uh, Trump Pence sign in front of the yard, are they gonna go and glorify them and be like, "Our guy's the best. Our guy's the best." Or they go, hey, like I'd love to have. I, right. I brought you some cookies. I brought you. I brought you some milk. Chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate chip cookies all the way. And and you have the, and you yeah. build a relationship with a person even if it looks different than yours. Right. And I mean, but being made in the image of God, you can yeah. do that as a non-Christian. But in Christ, as Christians, we, we have a mandate. We have to do it to be peacemakers. We have to do it. That's our job, dude. I think to not do it now. You know, we got some 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 resident theologians that are behind the scenes. So I'm going to just drop this and they can correct me if I'm <laughs> wrong. But I think to not do it, if you hate your brother, then the love of God is not in you. John wrote that. I didn't write that. John wrote mm -hmm. that. I can't take any credit. Not for me, that. John. Not not you, John. The apostle. The, right. <laughs> so it's like, so. but think about that. If you hate your brother, then the love of God is not in you. Mm. If the love of God is not in you, now let's talk about salvation. Eyebrows raised. Eyebrows are really raised. Now, wait like, a second. Like, what are you? What? And you judge the tree by its fruit. And, and so I think we got to go back and and here's my fear, and this is why I have compassion for people. Mm -hmm. You got people who are at Capitol Hill that's going to be at church on Sunday, mm -hmm. praising God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And my fear is that I don't know if you're talking to the right Jesus. Mm -hmm. What, it's a Jesus they pulled off the shelf. Yeah. Right? From the mall. It's that Jesus. You know, it's, it's, it, it's a different kind of Jesus. And my prayer is that, I hope somebody comes to you and gives you the real gospel. Because mm. I don't know if you got it. Mm -hmm. And if you do got it, something in there is twisted. Um, so that's, that's that, I always wrestle with that. You mm -hmm. know, if, if so, so for example, if you have a, a slave owner that beats and mistreats their slaves and it goes to church, the next day and they're hearing about the love of Jesus and to love your brothers and love your neighbor. How do, and then you go back out and do the same thing. Eh, I get spiritual strongholds and stuff mm -hmm. like that and habits. But, mm, like you're hearing it. Are you listening? Are you listening? And is there, are is you it being transforming? Convicted? Are you being sanctified? Are you changing uh, to look more like Christ or are you making Christ look more like you? Mm, what are you showing up to church to do? Yeah. You just want to be confirmed in how you're living yeah. and feel good about it and check that box. Right. Or are you going because you're realizing, I want to worship right. the Lord, yeah. Jesus, that is making me more like himself. Yeah. Through every every pain and every chisel yeah. of, of being turned into something new. Yeah. Is that what I'm showing up for? Yeah. Or am I showing up for comfort? Yeah. 
and familiarity yeah. with my perspective. Yeah. So that's my prayer, man. My mm-hmm. prayer is that even, you know, with the people at Capitol Hill, when they go to church, they'll be convicted. Mm-hmm. People who, you know, had we had the riots going on December, you know, with the murder of George Floyd, they go to church. I pray that they also would be mm-hmm. convicted. Mm-hmm. I pray that somehow, right, God, God works everything out for good for those who love him, those who have been called according to his purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And my prayer is that, God, as you're working things out, can, can you draw some of those folks to yourself? Mm. Because those people are hurting. No matter where they are on the spectrum, both sides feel, here it is, right? Both sides feel devalued. They feel like they're about to lose something. Mm-hmm. They probably feel some type of oppression. Mm-hmm. Look, on one side, you got folks feeling like we're, we've been oppressed. Now we got a, an opportunity to, to let our voices rise up. Mm-hmm. Other side is, oh, we're about to lose something. And they're, and they're fearful. And we're about to be attacked. And we're about we're to vulnerable. be attacked. We're vulnerable. It's like, dude, here's the thing. No, both of you are struggling with some, some exact same things. Mm-hmm. The, the lack of being valued. You don't feel appreciated. You're feeling vulnerable. You're feeling hurt. You've been feeling this. You've been feeling that. And you're looking to a government to fix it. Thing is this, we can't be fixed. You fix cars, mm-hmm. you fix houses, things get fixed. Mm-hmm. People get renewed. Oh, there it is. Amen. It's, it's, so I people think get transformed. People get transformed. And so I think what they're longing for is Jesus. Amen. But they've been, they've been so deceived. Mm. It's, a, it's a total modern golden calf. Yes. They're aware that God's on the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. They get it. Moses is up there, cool, but I want to create something myself right. that I can raise up and look at and go, I put that there. Yep. And that's politics. I'm I'm God. I'm create I'm, I'm creating create, yes. it. I'm creating my candidate. Yep. I'm empowering my candidate. Yes. Pulling him out of the furnace. I'm gonna raise him up. And that's gonna be my idol. Yep. I'm gonna look at the guy that I put into place, or I'm gonna look at the gal that I put into place. Yep. And they're there because of me, and they're doing my bidding. Yeah. And that becomes an absolute idol, yep. just like the golden calf just was. Just like it. And then Moses comes down and is shocked about it. Like, what? You know who's up on the mountain. I, we told you the truth. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, it just happened. And now, and now you know what, and what happened after that. You know, God had to you know, strike a couple down. Sometimes There's got, painful healing that painful has healing. to happen. So, which, which then makes me think, okay, God, what painful healing is going to occur? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be prophetic or anything like that. I don't have that gift. That's not my thing. Mm-hmm. But if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, mm-hmm. that means there's painful healing coming. We can look back and see his character with how he deals yeah. with his people when these yeah. things happen. Yeah. And and we should prepare our hearts yeah. for some difficult, at the very least, some hurtful conversations that will have to happen where we humble ourselves, yeah. where we sit down and realize we've sinned. We've sinned. And, and it, Let's think, repent. And, and I would say this also, John, that, that as people post things on their social media, mm-hmm. you know, we have to be very, very careful of the words we use as we're posting things. Mm. Dude, there are some good Christian folk that you don't know if they're saved or not by the things they post. And I think, you know, if you're a friend of somebody that posts something on social media like that, as a friend, you got to confront that mm-hmm. and tell them, hey, we have a good relationship mm-hmm. where I can tell you what you just posted is wrong. Mm-hmm. You're glorifying a party 
mm-hmm. and not the Prince of Peace. Amen. You know, and, and you just got to have a tough conversation. And it's probably good to not have it in the Facebook comments. No. But no. talk to someone. Yeah. I mean, e- even a DM is better than a comment section, right? right? Uh, but what's better than that is saying, hey, let me buy you a cup of coffee. Let's hang and out. And let's hang out. Let's right. get into a place where you and I are both comfortable yeah. and where we can have a real conversation. Yeah. Not a yelling match, not a, a, a Facebook comment match. But yeah. where we can just talk and get to know each other more and grow and, and establish about, a right. relationship and walk alongside each other. So what if you do, so so like, but if they refuse to listen. Mm-hmm. And then also there's, there's advice that says, look, a fool rejects wisdom. Yeah, I walk away at that point. Mm-hmm. And keep the door open. Keep the door open. Let them know like, hey. I'm always here. I'm always here for you. And you got to let the Holy Spirit do with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And pray for them. And pray, pray for, for yeah. them. Yeah. Don't abandon them without prayer. Yeah. But pray for them. Definitely. And 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 pray specific. I mean, God is so creative. He loves creating things. I mean, look at this whole world. I mean, so many things he created beautifully. Yeah. When we pray specifically, he loves to work specifically because mm. he's creating opportunities for us to walk yeah. into. Yeah. And he's given us the Holy Spirit to see those things to walk into, right? Yeah. You're re- you ready, man. You're ready to preach, man. I can hear Dude, it. Dude, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm getting, I'm feeling it. All right, so as, as we uh, keep going with this, we talked about things we saw this summer happening, mm-hmm. protests. We saw things happen yesterday with protests from right. the exact opposite side of the aisle. Right. How can Christians seek justice? Because we, we saw what the command was, seek justice, love mercy, walk humbly with your God, right? How can we seek justice like a do we march? What do we do? How do we how do we seek justice yeah. in our communities? And how do we, when we hear uh, a brother or sister say, "Hey, there's a problem," we go, "You know, what? there is a problem." How do we then partner with them? Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah, I think here's the thing. I think absolutely that 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 we can march in protest mm-hmm. because the law gives us the ability to do that. The Constitution gives us the ability to do that. You know, we have the freedom in this country to do that, mm-hmm. which makes. Um, one reason why we have it, it's, America's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, say what you want. I know it's jacked up. I know America has not a perfect you know, system, but it's pretty good. Not always look good, but it's, a, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Right? Good stuff we can work with. Right, right. And so I think it's this idea um, that yeah, we can march and protest, but I also think if you have a problem with the legal system, mm-hmm. get involved in the legal system. Mm-hmm. Be a part of the change. Mm-hmm. Right. If you if you have an issue with policing be involved in the policing right if you if you have an issue with the school system volunteer mm-hmm. at the school get a teaching certificate and go teach in the school be the change that you want to see too often we want people to change and we sit back on the sidelines and say okay you do it mm-hmm. it's what they call the monday morning quarterback it's easy to kind of you know dissect the plays the day after right but they know you, how they're going to play out. Right, right. But now it's like, if you want change, get in the game. Mm-hmm. Be a part of it. Again, biblical precedence. What is it? You got Esther. She's in the system. And when she doesn't want to do anything about it, you know, Mordecai's like, yo, if you don't do it, God will raise somebody else up. Mm-hmm. Like, And for such a time as this, such you've as been this, raised up. Like, sure. He's chosen yeah, you to be a part of the you. change. And so I think right now, for people who are listening, if God is tugging at your heart, mm. he's like, I want you to be a part of the solution. And we got to walk by faith. Because his thing, if God calls us to do it, 
he'll give us the provision to make it happen. Absolutely. So we got to believe that God can use us to do what we think is the impossible. Mm-hmm. And again, we got to stop thinking that God fits in this box. It's like the God we serve can do exceedingly and abundantly beyond all that we could even ask or think. Amen. So if, you know, you could be 50 years old, listen to this and, and God's telling you, I want you to go be a substitute teacher. Well, I'm too old. For, no, you're not. God is calling you to do it. Do it. Do it. Walk out in faith. Don't follow Jonah. Yeah. You get to sink a ship of, of good people that are going where they're supposed to thing, be going. You're going to be doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's going to take, it's, it's, it's going to be rough be, for you. It's going to take longer to get there. Longer to get there. <laughs> and so I think that's the thing. And we got to start, you know, sitting down with our brothers and sisters that are struggling mm. on both sides. Mm. We all come to the table. This isn't something where, you know, you know, one group of people is going to fix it. You know, whites or blacks or Latinos or Asians are going to fix it. No, we all have to come to the table to fix this. Mm-hmm. And I think too often we want other people to do it. No, it's going to take all of us at the table to do it. Because too often we, we bought into this lie of the enemy that one group is superior over another group. Mm-hmm. We're eating it up. And it's like, no, that if we come together as a collective group in the body of Christ, that God will use that somehow, some way to do amazing things. But that means I got to be active in the lives of people. Mm-hmm. So if somebody needs mentoring, let me mentor them. If somebody needs help getting a job, let me help them get a job. Mm-hmm. If you need $5 to get a bus pass to get to work, let me give you that. Mm-hmm. You know, Let me not just think that church only happens on Sunday. Discipleship That's occurs. That's why we're the church. We're the church. We're out there in we're, the world. Right, right. Being that light mm-hmm. in dark places. And so I think that those are things we got to start. Do we have to be the change we want to see? And the problem is most of uh, the untapped potential in the world that you'll never see is in cemeteries. Hmm. People have died that should have wrote written books, but they didn't mm-hmm. write them. They should have written songs that we'll never hear. Right. Should have been, you know, politicians that we'll never see. Because they chose not to walk in faith. They settled for the hell they know versus going after the heavens unknown. Hmm. And I think that's what we do too often. So I think if we want to see change, we got to start being the change. So that means if God is calling you as a black man to go into an all-white church to pastor that church or be on staff, do it. Mm-hmm. Even if it is uncomfortable. Why? Because the cross, when Christ was on it, was uncomfortable. Amen. You see what I'm saying? And Amen. the thing is this. we got Before we pick up the crown, you got to pick up the cross. Absolutely. And, and I think too many people want the crown without the cross. Hmm. And so, so we got to be that change. And just because you go, or let's say, let's say if you're white and you say, God is calling me, this all black church, I'm going to fill out, go to the church. Mm-hmm. You're Latin, it doesn't matter. If, you, if God is calling you, go to a place that's not a, a homogeneous environment, that is a culture different than yours, then go. That makes you no different than any other missionary. Right. Just go and allow God to use you to be a blessing to those people because there are people out there that are waiting on you to take that step. Mm-hmm. And if you never take that step, then here's the thing, it doesn't begin and end with you. God says, okay, let me raise somebody else up. Right. So I think that's the change has to, we have mm-hmm. to be the change. Absolutely. And with that, uh, as we were talking about uh, the idea of going out and, and marching and doing things like that, and we're saying, I think the, an important thing to see is when you go out and you do that and you walk, literally in that case, next to someone mm-hmm. that is hurting to show your support for them. I think one of the important things as Christians is we see 
Paul talking about, like, if you're going to go out and do that, do it. But if a law is being broken, you've got to be subject to the authorities that you've placed right. yourself under. Right. You can't fight back. Like, if, if you know what you're doing is against the civil ordinance that should be changed, but hasn't been changed yet. When we saw it happen in the civil rights movement, those laws hadn't been changed yet. And so they had to go and peacefully demonstrate mm-hmm. against them and then be subject to the authorities. Right. You know, and then it's not it's not what we want to see, but it represents Christ to people. And then we walk, we continue to walk beside them. We continue to honor the authorities, but we continue to do so from a Christ-centered see, perspective. See, that, but that's the key. Mm. Civil disobedience, when King and those of his time were practicing it, it was still about giving God glory. Amen. Yes, do we have the right to fight back? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Are we justified in doing it? Sure. Could we take something out? Yes. But let's choose the cross. Mm. Because glorifying Christ is more important than my rights. Let yeah. me live up to my rights responsibility mm-hmm. to make sure. Because what did Jesus say? I could have sent the legion of angels. 16. Just wiped you out. But I Done. didn't. Civil, there it is. There He chose to, to limit himself mm-hmm. for the sake of others. And I think that's what makes us as believers unique. Absolutely. That when people, they're marching, but they're being peaceful. They're being Now, here's the problem. You always got somebody. Mm-hmm. There's always one bad egg. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is what it is. And, and so, but then if we love them, yo, man, we don't do that. We don't do that. Now, if it's not just one, as a believer, I think at that point, you got you got to cut your losses. Mm-hmm. You got to walk away because you don't want the witness and the testimony of who Christ is to be tarnished right. at that moment. Um, and so that's you got to yeah. approach these things. And this is where uh, it's important. You approach these things not from an angry perspective about the world, but you approach these things from a godly perspective yeah. about being a peace bringer. Yeah. And, and to walking alongside people. And then you walk through that with biblical discernment. I'm going, you know what? It's wise to leave at this point. Yeah. Or you know what? It's wise to sit down at this point. Right. Everything is permissible. Not everything is beneficial. Mm-hmm. And and also you got to choose which hill, which hill you're going to die on. Mm-hmm. You know, some things aren't. It's complex. It's, it is complex. And I think this issue of even racism in this country or ethnocentrism in this country, mm-hmm. it's a complex issue, you know. But it first starts, people got to have some real dialogue. And dialogue doesn't mean, as a black man, I make you as my white brother feel guilty. Mm-hmm. It's not about white guilt. And it's not about you giving me some charity, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sorry, brother, and I love you. I never meant to do it. And then we just go our separate ways. And we don't walk alongside each other. It ha- we got to come together. Mm-hmm. And I think when we start doing that, you'll see real change. If the church can start doing that, if nothing else, God is glorified. Amen. And people will know, oh, this Jesus. He changes things. He changes things. He changes people. Not the Jesus on the shelf. The true Jesus mm-hmm. changes things, yeah. So with that idea, the true Jesus changes things. And it empowers us who have been changed and transformed and cause us to be bridge builders, mm-hmm. cause us, calls us to go out and to make those relationships happen. What are some uh, ways for maybe someone listening to this be like, okay, you know, I might be young or they might be able to think, well, you know, 
go and volunteer in the school system, things like that, that you talked about. What are some other things that they could do as well? Like just anything off the top of your head of, I mean, bro, I mean, so, I mean, anytime you can, you can volunteer and go into, well, I think secular spaces mm-hmm. and be that light, mm-hmm. um, whether it's boys and girls club, being a mentor to that nature, going to your local food bank and handing out food, getting to meet people who are often invisible, you know, to society, you know, um, the things, some things we do here, you know, you want to go help fold clothes for inmates who are about to get out of prison that need clothes just to be a source of encouragement for them. Um, you want, if you, if you just businesses, you know, you go in and you start, you know, helping the businesses, let's say clean the bathroom or something like that, doing things like that to just kind of be an influence Mm -hmm. in places. Um, something serious, man, just being a part of school board meetings, and that means you know, it doesn't matter who you are, how old you are. Even as a teenager, you could do that. Being mm-hmm. a part of change and influencing change. Even if it's inconvenient to your schedule. Even if it's in- inconvenient to your schedule. Make it work. Make it work. Absolutely. You know, Because Christ made it work for you. He said, I'm going to take it. It was inconvenient. It was inconvenient. <laughs> Death. Absolutely inconvenient. inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> but he said, you're worth it. You're worth it. I'm going to put myself yeah. through it for you yeah. to be to bring you something you can't even fathom how good it is. Yeah. And I'm doing that for yeah. you. And and when we're called, you know, Jesus saying, uh, Gray's commandment, love your neighbors as you love yourself. He goes, I'm doing away with that. You're going to love your neighbors as I have loved you. you. Yes. And I think even going to church and and challenging, you know, in a godly way, the leaders of the church, how, how are you all doing in this conversation and in, in, in with presenting and promoting change ethnically? Um, so, I mean, th- pick up a book. If nothing else, just get educated mm-hmm. on it. Um, just start reading uh, uh, different different authors. Any uh, books you'd recommend? Oh, man, where do I go? My favorite guy is Dr. John Perkins. Any any book, One Blood by Dr. John Perkins, A Dream With Me mm-hmm. uh, by John Perkins. Uh, there's a book called um, Heal Us Emmanuel which gives different letters from different pastors about their struggles mm-hmm. in this conversation. More Than Equals by Chris Wright and, uh, Rice and Spencer Perkins. Mm-hmm. Um, Woke Church by Dr. Eric Mason is a good one. Um, Color of Compromise is very Color of Com- popular, is that Jamar? popular as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, uh, so so a, lot of, a lot of, and you read those books, flip in the back, you see the books that they've used to research and write those books. Mm-hmm. Um, movies too. So many movies that, that help understand the perspective. Right, right. And so I think it's, and then, dude, just getting in the word. Mm-hmm. I don't Most important. I don't want to minimize, right? Just Absolutely. spending time with the Lord and pouring your heart out to him and admitting to him whatever blind spots you have. Mm-hmm. We all got blind spots. Absolutely. And I think it's nothing, just, and confessing to God is simply agreeing with what he already knows. Amen. Just tell him. And I think allow yourself to be in a space to receive that grace from God and to grow and to be renewed. Um, and then, man, have conversations with people. Go out to breakfast, lunch, dinner hmm. with people that don't look like you, act like you, or think like you, and begin to have some serious conversations and let Christ be the focal point of I'm those conversations. Because that drives it. And here's the thing. And when it does get emotional, take a step back. Mm-hmm. Breathe. Acknowledge that this is kind of emotional. You can make light of it. And then come back. Mm-hmm. Because we're talking about having some serious conversations. For some people, there's a lot of hurt that's been built up. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of black folks 
and I say this to all of my white brothers and sisters, there are a lot of black and brown people, again, I don't like using that, but for the sake of the culture and context we're in, that that, that are really hurting. Mm-hmm. And so when you have these conversations with them, give them the grace to express themselves because some of that is just pain. Mm-hmm. And then to my to my black brothers and sisters and brown brothers and sisters and everyone else, Asians, Latinos, everybody, we need to give grace to our white brothers and sisters who may not understand it. Mm-hmm. There are things that we all just don't understand. We all don't come from the same walk of life, the same background. And I think when we do that and we spend time together, then we start to realize maybe we have more in common than we think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some things culturally are different, but we have a lot in common. And, and so I think there's got to be grace given and mercy given. And that's loving each other as Christ has loved us. So, yeah. Amen. Well, finally, if you could say one thing point blank to every American Christian and you know they'd hear it, what would you say? Okay. Do I, do I look at you? I'm going to say that. <laughs> the gospel of Jesus Christ has absolutely nothing to do with being a Republican or a Democrat. That in terms of our political views, we cannot intermingle or commingle our faith in politics together. Give to Caesars what is Caesars. Give to God what is God's. We are made, all of us, in the image of God. We need to give ourselves to him. And the gospel reflects that. And the gospel truly is accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then after that, right, we demonstrate love towards God and love towards our neighbor. Whether they are Republican neighbor, Democratic neighbor, uber liberal, uber conservative, it doesn't matter. And our political views should not hinder our fellowship because in fellowship, that means we sacrifice something, right? And, and when we sacrifice something, that means I'm thinking of the other person more than myself. And if we could begin to bear with one another each other's faults, right? I think then we can start demonstrating oneness because right now the gospel appears weak because of us. But we know when we read the Bible that the gospel is powerful, right? So we can't be ashamed of it. For in the gospel is the power to save everyone. Bible says first Jew and Gentile, but the power is there. Let us not be the ones that demonstrate that the gospel is weak. Let us demonstrate that the gospel is not only strong enough to save our souls, it's also strong enough to restore us man to man, woman to woman, brother to brother, sister to sister, brother, sister, so forth and so on. Um, That's the gospel. Amen. And so... It's got to be, you know, unfiltered. That's it. And and here it is. And if you're not preaching that, then now you got to go back and ask yourself, what God are you preaching? Absolutely. So, yeah. Thank you so much. This has been an amazing conversation. I wish we could keep going. I know. Another episode. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> we've got we've got 15 episode seasons, so we're going to have a lot of time to get to unpacking this because and praise the Lord, it can't be solved in one podcast. Right. It can't be solved in one conversation. What it is solved with is a lifetime of reaching out, yeah. having conversations, and making friendships for the sake and glory of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for what you're doing, brother. Yeah. This is great. It's a joy. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for tuning in, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're listening on uh, your podcast app. Thank you so much. It's an absolute joy. 
Uh, We'll be back next week, and we're excited to get to keep growing together wherever you are. We're thankful for you. God bless. Have a good one.